Hello and welcome to Jump Change. Uh, a bit of a different one this week. Uh, we've got Luke, you there? Yeah, I'm here. How's it going? Good, good. And we've got Squiggles, who I've mentioned uh, quite a few times, all the way from Australia. Are you there, Squiggles? Here I am. How are you going? Good. How yeah, are you going? Good, man. Yeah, how are you going? <laughs> 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 I'm at, how right, you doing? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Go on then, Luke. I'll uh, let uh, you... I, I know Squiggles quite well. Uh, I've been talking to him for years, so I'm going to let Luke get to know Squiggles, and then you guys listen in. Go yeah, cool. Well, anyway, Squiggles, thanks for coming on. It's actually really exciting to have someone else on the podcast for a change. Yeah, thank you. It's great to be yeah, here. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, so I'll start off asking you a few questions about yourself, and then we'll move on to a different topic later. Uh, so I guess a, a good place to start is to talk about who you are and how you got into crypto. Well, uh, I guess it was around about 2013, I uh, stumbled across a YouTube video that explained that there was a website called Silk Road and uh, and what was possible with that and that the it was like eBay, but for illicit activity. And I was like, what? No yeah. way. So, <laughs> bad ass. Bad ass. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I looked into it and quickly discovered what Tor was and... Uh, what onion routing was all about, what encryption yeah. was, public key and all that, and then somehow you know, managed to track down a place to buy Bitcoin and transferred it through numerous wallets thinking I could hide it, and then eventually <laughs> got someone to Silk Road and purchased my first um, little bag of product. Bag of, yeah, product, that's right. Product. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't expect it to turn up. I honestly expected it to, you know, not show up at all and it did and i was like blown away Whoa, literally cool and yeah and i was like oh my <laughs> god and I, the, so my first bitcoin purchase was at 87 dollars um wow. god that's yeah. a good time to buy wow yeah so that was that was pretty cool and uh then i after a few times i started realizing that the price would go up price would go down and i thought hey i could buy low and sell high and so I found some charts online and I knew absolutely nothing about TA. I didn't even know there was such a thing as TA. I yeah. saw the candles and I saw things like Bollinger Band and Stochastic. And I was like, why would people put this stuff all over their charts? It just messes with the charts. Honestly, I didn't know what it was <laughs> for. And so eventually um, it Bitcoin ran away up to over $1,000. And I went, well, that's me. I'm done. I can't afford that. I'm out. And so I left. Um, I left it alone for uh, probably four, well, till uh, June of last year, and thought, oh, I need to buy. Uh, I needed to buy some sort of electronics device, and I had 150 bucks, and that wasn't enough. So I thought oh, I'll buy some Bitcoin, and then at the end of the year I'll buy it, and it might have gone up by then. And realised that it was like I think two thousand or almost three thousand. I forget now. And I was like, yeah. wow, cool. Uh, and then I realised as well. On my phone, I had a Blockfolio wallet that I'd left, you know, some <laughs> chump change in, and um, <laughs> at the time it was probably about thirty or forty dollars worth. And uh, I looked at it and it was like five hundred dollars was sitting there, and I went, "What? Oh wow, no way!" So <laughs> and that was a nice little uh, happy accident. Um, and then I started sort of getting more involved in the community and watching lots of TA videos, and then I just got hooked and just learnt more and more and more TA. Uh, and I didn't want to pay for it. As I eventually found TradingView, didn't want to pay for it, and was frustrated 
that I could only have three indicators on my chart. So I realized that if I wanted more than three, I had to learn how to create my own. And so I taught myself PineScript so I could build my own indicator. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So. Oh, cool. Well, yeah, yeah. I definitely want to talk to you about TA later. I seem to know a lot about that. But at first, like, it's really interesting that you got into Bitcoin in 2013. So Rob and I, we got into it early 2017. So I was wondering, like, how, how was, what was different back then? Like, I mean, I'm sure like so much was different. Like, how did you buy it? How were you able to transfer it? Like, what was the landscape like? Um, well, that was in the Mount Gox day. I, I am a Mount Goxer, I guess. Wow. Um, they, they, <laughs> You're a pioneer, man. <laughs> <laughs> they still owe me 0.7 Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Um, and a point seven, that was a lot. Yeah, and That's loads. Apparently, I'm going to get it back. Apparently, so, really? Yeah, the whole legal thing that's been going on. I get emails every now and then. Yeah, get sort of updating. Me oh, fingers crossed, man. That's a lot of money now. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely like my whole yeah, mindset's I mean, changed now. So yeah. Um, sorry, what was your original question? So yeah, what was like what was oh, what the, the major differences back then? Okay, so the yeah. um, there wasn't as many places to buy it. I know that much in Australia. Uh, there was a ex- well, I wouldn't call it an exchange. As, well, it was sort of. Um, it was called Coinjar, and it was, you know, this is the price. Buy, it, you know, just take it or leave it. You know, if you want to buy now, just yeah. buy. So there was no placing an order in it for it to eventually buy or to eventually sell. It was just like this is the price. Take it or leave it. Um, yeah. And so at that point, it was like, well, that's fine. I'll just buy it and then send it through a few wallets and eventually send it over to um, Silk Road. Um, and yeah, and I think there was, actually, I think that was the only place that I could find here in Australia. Um, yeah. I did eventually come across Coinbase, which I imagine was around then anyway, but I, I, was, I found that you know, later down the track. Yeah, right. Yeah. So in Australia, is the crypto scene big or getting, it's getting again, more it's popular? It's getting really or? popular. In fact, there is uh, Brisbane Airport. Every single merchant at Brisbane Airport accepts cryptocurrency. No way. Yeah, I, I heard that lately. Um, really taking it on board and making it mainstream there is awesome. Yeah, it's class. It's really, it's, I'm, so I'm, I'm in South Korea and there are a couple of places to here, but not as much as you would hope, actually. Yeah, it's still... Um, just, just, just to butt in there as well. You, you know, you said about like uh, 2013 is when you f- you first got into it. We almost did as well. Remember, Luke? We almost did. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was that was 2013, right? Around ish. maybe ish, maybe yeah, maybe 14. And, uh, Luke, Luke laughed at me. I laughed when at him. I when I said the about it. Um, so that put me off buying it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame me. Don't blame me. <laughs> <laughs> this no, is, I, I was. Think, I was very into gold, but I was a very like tangible. I wanted something to hold, and I'd only ever seen negative news, like negative headlines on, of Bitcoin. So, and the, I knew I knew a little bit about the Mount Gox thing. I was like, oh, this is kind of not safe. It's not worth putting your money here. But I was wrong. <laughs> totally. Gold. I, I'm only teasing. I, yeah, I, know. I had a. Um, I feel bad though. I had a kilo of silver that I'd bought. Uh, Oh yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, the price of that's not going anywhere, and this Bitcoin thing's shooting up. I'll do that." So I sold my kilo of silver and bought five and a half Bitcoin. And oh, wow. I know, and I wish I could remember. That would be a good deal today. Yeah, kilos. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, some of it probably went up in smoke, and some of it 
Mm. Like traded away. <laughs> Literally. <in> bad bad <laughs> trades and yeah, no idea what I was doing. But um, yeah, yeah, that was class. <laughs> No, it's good. Actually, I, you're probably the first person I've actually spoken to who was around in Bitcoin to, in 2013. You hear a lot of on Twitter, but like actually to speak to someone who who's doing it is it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, the um, so you mentioned about TA as well. Yeah. Um, I know your 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 Discord chat group mm. thing. <laughs> I'm not sure what to call it. I know you're <laughs> quite either. heavy into TA there, right? Um, yeah. Well, it. <laughs> so do you want to talk about how you learned about TA and like what? what your group is all about yeah um so i i learned about the rsi and the macd through youtube because basically everything i learn i learn from you know googling and youtube so i have a lot of time in my hands during the day um where i can just learn through you know absorbing everything so i was watching a lot of youtube videos on ta and this is what's happening with bitcoin and this is what's happening so eventually i sort of absorbed what they were doing and then i got hold of youtube by what's his name barry burns uh he's also a youtuber that does a lot of ta on like stocks and commodities sort of trading and he told me uh well didn't tell me personally but he explained what the <laughs> uh, mfi was the the money flow in, um, index and how it was a volume weighted uh, rsi so it was like okay well volume seems to be pretty important and so I sort of got a bit more into reading different indicators. And eventually I came up with the concept that an indicator is like uh, gossip. It's like one person's opinion. And the more people's opinion you get, you eventually see a trend of truth. So that's how I sort of approach TA is like I'll have something that tells me a lot about volume. And then I might have something that tells me a lot about price. And then I might you know something that tells me a lot about trend and those sort of things um and so i'll i'll have like a range of like a symphony of um indicators you could say and so occasionally i'll you know i'll put a few more volume indicators if i want to really drill in or yeah it's sort of like that so originally my my channel started because there was a guy over in the uk that i was helping to uh write some indicators and and design our own indicators and it was hard to sort of explain to him what i was talking about in the code so it was like what i'll do is i'll just do a video um i learned how to screen record through the obs studio uh, obs studio software so i decided to do a video that i could just put up on youtube give him the link and he could see what i was talking about um and then that sort of turned into a bit of a tutorial um and i figured well you know, I'm, I'm a sort of I'm, I have a teaching background anyway um, so I thought well I'll I'll do some tutorials because there's not a lot of really good tutorials on PineScript out there there's some I mean there are some but I just never got what I needed the two out of out of it so I figured now that I'm I've advanced my own knowledge far enough I thought well the people that are coming from coming behind me how about I give them some really easy to know sort of some some information but explained in the way that I would want it to be explained if I wanted to really delve into it so using I guess my my teaching methods in a way that's very loose loosely put um I just figured I'd just start really simple and then just build on it and build on it and build on it and uh, yeah. yeah that's really cool 
And you ended up making this big channel where you help people and teach them how to use TA and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, so I, I decided to open up a Discord channel because I thought, because I, I don't like having conversations on YouTube comments. Like, it's really hard to have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, well... That's nasty. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to deal with trolls. Mind you, I've, I haven't had any trolls, cross fingers, um, okay. which is nice. But I thought... Yeah, but I did. Nice. But it also started to feel a bit like I was um, like a free help desk. There was a couple of people saying, "Oh, how do I do this? Or can you code this for me? Can you write me an indicator that does this?" And it's like, "Oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah, right. Taking advantage yeah, of you." Yeah, and I was bit. like, "Well, how about I? How about I put some cryptocurrency um, wallet addresses up there? And if you feel like buying me a coffee, then they can send me some crypto. I don't think anything's showing up so far. Um, so I thought." All right, well, I'll, I'll create a group where people can come and ask questions. I'll post my videos and I'll post the code up there. And over time, there'll be people show up that are more knowledgeable than me and they can sort of share. And I'll just sort of try and guide the community to, as a like an all-out help, help everyone talk about a place to hang out, really. And so it sort of grew from there. And... Uh, and, yeah, and one guy awesome. showed up, and then he brought all his mates along, and they're really, really knowledgeable guys, and and it's got some really skill, good skills. Like there's some, um, there's some developers in there, and um, yeah, it's incredible. That's 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 amazing. So, can you let us let everyone know how they can get involved and get get into um, your yeah? I suppose the easiest way is to find my YouTube um, videos. Um, because the the link yeah. to the Discord is in those the description of those videos. Um, so okay. the channel that uh, that YouTube channel is called Squiggly Lion, uh, which is kind of kind of a play on words. <laughs> cool. Squiggly Lion, but it's lion as in like the wild cat. Um, so yeah, it's a. I don't. I'll I'll send the uh, the link to you and. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll definitely link it in our Twitter account and and in the description on this podcast too. Um, yeah, that's amazing, and I really that your your perspective on charting was really interesting. How you see it as gossip rather than kind of indicating the trend line. That was that's really kind of that's oh, a good you. perspective. And he's, yeah, it's good. I like that actually. I think that <laughs> might help me a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just to put out there as well. I've been speaking to Squiggles for years now, and he is literally one of the most helpful people ever with this stuff. He sort of explains things in a simple way. And I mean, it would have taken me a long time to get to that point uh, with with some things. And he just explains them in, in a way You're that's too just kind. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that's class. So everyone, yeah, join, his, join his chat and yeah, just watch his YouTube videos and all that stuff. <laughs> links in below. Awesome. Links in the comments below. Thank you. You're yeah. very kind. Cool. Um, no, 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 it's <laughs> helpful. So, Rob, you want to talk about um, Hodel Bot a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the original podcast uh, episode that we did, uh, so we've done a couple of uh, episodes, actually. Um, when I first discovered Hodel Bot, uh, I mentioned it, um, and I first thing I did was sent it to Luke and sent it to Squiggles. Um, Luke tried his bit, Squiggles tried his bit. And then I did a recent podcast <clears throat> where I had changed some settings to a uh, downward, like a bear trend market sort of settings. And those settings came directly from Squiggles. Um, 
So we were just kind of wondering if maybe you'd sort of share your uh, how you sort of came up with those settings, for example, uh, why you think like, because we've spoke uh, about the rebalancing uh, portfolio sort of strategy before. And I, I, don't, I don't think I completely understand the, the main benefits for it. Um, or, or at least, at least I, I understand in a way that I think it could benefit, but I don't, I don't see okay. the wider picture. Um, can um, you explain any of that? Yeah. Well, originally when I came up with those allocations of those coins, um, the all time yeah. percentage was 21,000 something. And I'm just having a look at it now. And because of the recent, um, downshift in the market that's now come down to 15,443% of all time um, which is still pretty good I guess but the it was I suppose it was a bit of a an epiphany on the way to work I was thinking what what would be a good structure and like what's obviously what's done well through this whole year like this year has been an awful year Um, well it's been a bear trend yeah 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 it's been awful but i mean markets go up (laughs) markets go down and it's you know the grander cycle um this is just a a, you know it's just a down cycle it's like an exhale if if you can't breathe in forever you've got to breathe out every now and then so um i thought okay well tusd like a stable coin being more weighted in that um it was 30 percent it would mean that when when things do well, then it sells it into a stable coin, essentially taking profit. And then when the other coins pump, mm. uh, sorry, when the other coins drop in value, then all that stable coin that you've got is ready to deploy, essentially. So it'll move some of it into the 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 better coins that are um, dipping. So buying the dip. And taking profit, um, yeah. So when it comes to the other coin, other than Bitcoin and uh, TUSD, the th- uh, the second highest was actually Binance Coin because I figured it doesn't matter whether the market's going up or whether it's going down. The Binance Coin is going to get used no matter what, so there's going to be a demand for it. So that was my thinking in weighting that the second highest. Um, Bitcoin only being 15% because of Bitcoin's dropping in value overall. You know, you still keep some because you still want to hold some Bitcoin all the time. But it, it became, in a down, t- down market, Bitcoin became a bit more of another altcoin that you would sort of share in your portfolio. Okay, um, yeah. And then the other four coins were just coins that I thought were strong, like Zcash was good. Ethereum is a platform coin, so there's always going to be ICOs happening. Maybe not a lot of ICOs at the moment, but there's still ICOs going on and gas and all of that needing to be used. Um, I liked your idea, Rob, with Monero, that link that you shared with me, how Monero is destined for great things in the future. And um, Mm. I really like Stellar for a – yeah, I don't know why. Everyone likes Stella. Everyone yeah. likes Stella. Yeah. Luke's actually drinking Stella right now, right? Drink Stella beer. Yeah. <laughs> different, different Stella. Stella Artois. Yeah. 
So Squiggles, can you do me a favor? And can you just go through your that yeah. that portfolio one more time? So, so it was USD, TUSD, yes, TUSD. Which I wanted it? to get away from USDT. I wanted to get away from Tether because I didn't trust it. So TUSD yeah. is, I think, the yeah. out of all the stable coins, I think that one's got the higher liquidity. Um, like Tether has Tether has liquidity, yeah. like full stop. Okay, but TUSD is the next. I guess the next liquidity next. Uh, volume side of things yeah right. um so that's at 30 percent of the overall portfolio uh next is binance coin at 25 percent. so just those two um coins is more than 55 percent or is 55 percent of the whole portfolio um yeah by uh, bitcoin at 15 percent, and then uh stella monero at eight percent each and then ethereum and zcash at seven percent Hmm. interesting yeah that's actually really yeah really well thought out that kind of as the market's going down some coins will kind of have pump for a short time you take profits from that put it into your into your tether then distribute it again as it goes down that's actually yeah, <laughs> yeah good epiphany well, i've actually got i don't know whether you've <laughs> yeah. heard of this one yet but i actually sent rob a uh, a link to another rebalancing bot did you did you see that one rob okay no, I haven't seen this um, one. No, I, I I haven't had the time to look into it myself, but I did come across really? it at the okay. same time that I found yeah. Hodlebot, I think, um, and I just picked Hodlebot. But uh, yeah, I have you using uh, it or made it go live yet? I have got an account, and on today I designed the uh, mother of all portfolio allocations. <laughs> um, yeah, so like wow. I saw, okay. I think I saw it in a some finance website. It might have been like superannuation hedge fund type of thing. Um, how hedge funds sort of tend to balance out their overall portfolio, and there's like some some of the um, allocation is in cash, and some of it's in property, and some is in commodities, and some are in stocks, and you know that sort of stuff, and some are international and all that sort of stuff. So I thought, okay why don't I look at the portfolio in much the same way? So I went over to on-chain FX and in that one, you can filter out a list of coins based on what sector it is. So you can choose your currencies, you can choose your privacy coins, you can choose gambling coins, you can choose like, they've got a lot of different categories. So I came up with a, portfolio of 30 coins um some sectors are like the currency some are privacy some are all about smart contracts some are stable coins uh some are payment platforms some are exchange platforms and then i got like a handful of just miscellaneous ones that i i like but i didn't know where to categorize so there's there's a lot of coins there and they all balance out so i've got i did a whole spreadsheet and everything um and yeah it's <laughs> I'm thinking that's going to be good once the market turns around and the, the current portfolio I've got sort of recovers out of the red a little bit more. Yeah, so it's yeah. your, bull, your yeah. bull But it's still got the stable coins in there like like cash. So I think, I think stable coins as part of the portfolio is a good idea because it's kind of like having cash on hand for those opportunities. Um, yeah, right. But it also, because it's an automatic rebalancer, it also forces you to take profit. Um, so that's why I think 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Including stable coins is a good idea. Even though you don't make money on stable coins, really, it helps. Yeah. Yeah. But exactly. Yeah. So cash on hand for. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really interesting. Well, one thing I did yeah. want to, want to ask your opinion on because I, I I still don't know what the what the answer is to this is how often should you rebalance? Should you rebalance on you know the state of the market? Should you rebalance on um, just I, the time frame? I mean, intuitively, I would say it really depends on the volatility. So, and it also depends on how much yeah. your portfolio is worth because if you have say five hundred dollars or five hundred pound sorry um for you um and say a coin gets out of balance by you know a few percentage the to get that back in balance it may only be doing like a seven pound trade jeez it's hard to say pounds but i'm used to saying dollars i'm just going to say dollars from now on <laughs> yeah dollars is fine yeah dollars is fine we're working dollars as well if if to balance rebalance <laughs> a coin is only a seven dollar trade then it's really not going to make much difference. So maybe longer term balancing might be better in that situation because you want to let the coins go further out of balance. Um, meaning some coins run further yeah. and some coins dip further. Um, I have heard that seven days is about the sweet spot. Um, but then I have also heard from okay. other sites that like, one day and one hour is the sweet spot. So I think it really comes down to how much your portfolio is worth. Um, so like say say you were playing with 100 mm. grand, then I would say maybe hourly because the amount mm. something might go out in an hour yeah. may be worth hundreds of dollars. So may as well rebalance then. And it'll keep rebalancing. Like if, yeah. if something keeps going up and up and up, you're taking profit every all the way up so you're taking a bit taking a bit taking a bit sort of thing so you're not really caring about whether you hit the tops and the bottoms you're, you're riding the trends you're riding the movement um but if like you know if i was to combine both my portfolios together i'd have 500 dollars, which is chicken feed really so i'm thinking maybe yeah. maybe every couple of days and i suppose if it, if it doesn't need to rebalance if it can't rebalance it won't because the, the minimum trade is 0. 0.001 anyway. Okay. So what what I what I've been doing um, is I've been setting it to fourteen days, which after this kind of quick discussion, I'm thinking is probably too much. But I'm also uh, when I first started it, <clears throat> I was kind of okay if I if the you know my portfolio uh, worth was a lot higher you know, within, you know, one day to the next day, I was yep. m manually triggering a rebalance. Um, I, I didn't know if that was the right thing. It made sense. sense but um, after yeah, this discussion, yeah, like if, I kind of feel like it does. If you see that Bitcoin yeah. has gone up, um, you know, well, and therefore say he's gone down and you want to take some of that profit, why not? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Okay. Good. It's just confirming yeah. my, my my thought process in that. Um, interesting about the uh, maybe the the seven days rather than the fourteen days. Maybe fourteen days is kind of is too long yeah. for me to benefit from those changes. Um, Cycles. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, the think, cycles side of things. Um, if you no no go ahead. Right. Like 
you don't want to you don't want to worry about picking the tops and bottoms because that's a, a fool's game really the idea is to get that bit in the middle so even say say the a bull run lasts for you know 12 days say and if if you rebalance after 7 then you'll get part way up that bull run you may not hit the top but at least if you went to 14 it may go up and then come back down and you're not going to get much out of it anyway at least even if you do every day, you exactly, might get a little yeah. bit, you know, you'll get a little bit of the trend and then the next day you'll get a bit more of that trend and a bit more and a bit more. So, yeah, I, I would probably say a, a week is pretty good sweet spot, but it really it does depend on how much your portfolio is worth, which will tell you how much things are going to move out of balance. Because at the end of the day, you, you can only trade more than 0.001 Bitcoin anyway which is, you know, whatever. And if something goes, you know, up 5%, that may not be enough to trigger rebalance. Even though it will be out of balance, it won't be enough. That might only be a few dollars, which is not point, no, no point in rebalancing. So, yeah, it, it kind of, yeah, it, mm. it's sort of... Interesting. I mean, it would be nice to have $1,000. That would probably... $1,000 in every seven days would probably be the sweet spot. Yeah. So I guess it depends on the yes. the trends the of the market at the time. Like, if, you know, it, like it, for example, if it was happening in November or December last year, mm. maybe two weeks would be good because, you know, Stella or XRP would go yeah. up like thousand percent in two yeah. weeks and you want to catch it at the right time. But in, in a bear market, maybe you want to yes, catch the small bull runs. As maybe. Well. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I guess it also depends on your, like I said, your risk and or you're yes. risking out your risk tolerance the, and the everything other, like that too. The other epitome, epitome, epitome. Interesting. Uh, epitome. No, <laughs> epiphany. There we go. <laughs> I, epiphany. I, epiphany. I thought, <laughs> um, if you were to have a portfolio of just 50% Bitcoin and 50% TUSD, I thought that would be genius because um, mm. in my mind, yeah. I thought that would be work. That would work brilliantly. Um, but I wanted to be sure. So today I actually did a, another spreadsheet where I rebalanced every day and I put in some dummy numbers so that, you know, Bitcoin's, Bitcoin starts at $1,000 per Bitcoin and you have a thousand, you have $2,000. So you buy $1,000 worth of TUSD and $1,000 worth of Bitcoin. So, and then each day it goes, it either goes up 10% or it goes down 10%. And it actually turns out it's not the best strategy um, unless you're in a downturn, if you're if your market's going down, then your TUSD your Bitcoin value will go up. But if you're in a flat market or an up market, yeah. then you'll lose money over time. So I was a bit disappointed with that. <laughs> oh, even though even though Hodlebot mm. says that you'll be up six hundred percent in the last year, um, but that's because we've been Ooh. in a down market. Yeah. Ooh, that's a uh, that's concerning. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Interesting. All right, shall we um, wrap this podcast up with yeah. just some thoughts on the upcoming year? 2019 is coming up soon. Um, so basically, we've had a bad year. 2018 was it's been pretty awful for for Bitcoin holders and altcoin holders. So, what 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 are your thoughts on the next year, or maybe in two Ooh. years' time? Or well, like if I was to just go on charts alone, um, I'd say. We're probably not going to see much of a bull run like we did last from last September until the end of next year. 
Um, I I can see Bitcoin okay. dipping past three thousand, and probably somewhere around about. Uh, I would. I have mental target. I haven't actually placed any orders, but I've got a target sitting at eleven hundred and sixty three on Bitstamp. It's very low, but that is the Whoa, peak low. of the yeah, um, yeah. November two thousand thirteen. So that's just a technical, yeah. But there is this window oh, okay. in between. Now let's have a look. Thirteen hundred and fifty gosh, fifty ish to eighteen hundred and nine. There's a window there that needs trading out, where there was a there was a top, and then there was a bull run, then there was a bottom, but the bottom didn't come anywhere near the top. So there's this little zone that there is there was no action. It just went straight through it. So that could be a potential area that it could get down to and, and need to trade that area out. So, but it will, I mean, it will okay. turn around and go up, but I'm thinking end of next year, it'll probably start showing a little yeah. bit more promise. End of next year. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget just how much Bitcoin went up in a couple of years in a short amount of time. Or even yeah. even one year, really, 2017 was like mm. from nine hundred dollars yeah, to twenty thousand dollars. That's insane, right? So, like, it's it's bound and to I think correct it needs, and it correct needs hard a really that. really big correction because there are so many people going, "Oh, I can't afford a Bitcoin," even though they don't really understand that you, know, you can buy a twenty dollars yeah, worth of Bitcoin. But there are people saying, "Oh, I can't afford four thousand. But bring it back down to a yeah fifteen hundred, and they might go actually. Yeah, I can I can buy some of this, and then they'll tell their friends about it when it goes up a bit. It, it could reinvigorate the market yeah, yeah, by possibly. Yeah. coming back and picking up a few more passengers. Yeah, that, that would be fantastic for for the everyday everyday folk. Um, do you think the um, they're already there. institutional they're already investors here. are going to get in soon? Yeah, they're already is made their plays. Uh, they're already they're already there. They're already affecting the market in their own subtle ways. Um, they they started getting in around about 6,000 to 7,500. Because mm. um, remember, uh, in, this okay. year, they, they, they've already well, been last year getting in year? around about May, April, um, year, September, okay. sort of area, August. Um, because remember that they're not going to sign up on Binance and buy on Binance or Bittrex or anything. They do over-the-counter. Um, so you don't see that those trades i don't see that volume that's that's behind but it's you know under the table essentially mm, that's a, that's that's a good thing to keep to keep in mind yeah because i saw i, I forget the, those kind of things that you know we, we look at the charts and we look at the value and, and the worth and everything on on binance and bitrex and everything and the the movements there but there's a lot going on outside of that there, there's it, an exchange it's, over it's, here it's in easy Sydney to forget that. called independent reserve and they deal with a lot of over-the-counter sort of stuff where if, if you want to buy 50 grand or 100 grand with a Bitcoin, they say, let's just get in touch with us and we'll sort you out. And so they they partner people up, um, people who want to sell lots of – I mean, to put it this way, if you're wanting to get rid of 100 grand with a Bitcoin, you are going to shift the market in a crazy way and you don't want that. Um, same if you're buying. If you want to buy 100 grand worth of Bitcoin, you, are, you will shift the market in a bad way and you don't want – that much price slippage so over the counter you go well i'm prepared to buy 100 grand yeah. you're prepared to sell 100 grand let's just <coughs> let's just do the deal and nobody has to be 
any of the wiser. And it doesn't, you don't get the slippage, you don't get all of that sort of thing. It's just mm-hmm. a done deal. But if you go to Binance and whack down a hundred, buy a hundred grand of Bitcoin, you're going to chew through that order book in no man's land, in no man's land, in two seconds flat. And that's going to yeah, affect the market. Definitely, yeah. And then people are going to panic and then it's going to go even further, which is how they manipulate the market. Yeah. Yeah, the, the order books are, yeah. are pretty thin, yeah, I mean, actually, even, yeah, on, even on a the big stock exchange market, like you know, Binance. They, they play with billions of dollars, yeah. and it doesn't move the needle. Well, maybe millions of dollars, and they don't move the man- needle. So yeah. it, the institutions could turn, if they felt like it, buy every single cryptocurrency. The uh, What is it, 180 billion or whatever coin market cap says it is? Like somebody could come along, yeah, buy like every that, yeah. single current coin on every single exchange and just throw it in there throw it down the side of their couch and forget about it and say right we just killed crypto and it, it wouldn't they wouldn't care like that's only 180 yeah, billion yeah. to them or whatever and that's a scary little thing <laughs> yeah but then you know they'll, they'll just fork they'll Let's just fork the happen. coins and then be more <laughs> yeah. so yeah, it'll be a failed attempt but I'm sure they could do it and yeah yeah move the needle much <laughs> mm. interesting dun, dun, dun. Oh, it's been, yeah it's, cool it's, it's been <laughs> i think um <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 wrap this one up now but it's been awesome having you on squiggles it's sort of probably been our most interesting yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was amazing thanks for coming on and sharing your thoughts with us and one more time to find we'll link your youtube cool. channel and your discord group chat awesome the, uh, yeah, in the great. description of this podcast for sure yeah and uh cool. ju- just 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 as always none of this is financial Do your advice uh, yeah. don't take any of it literally <laughs> <laughs> yeah do your yeah. research yep yeah. all right all right cool awesome. and, and if you like this podcast give us a follow on twitter at our chump change and yep. email is what again? Jump, I always forget. Jump, <laughs> jump change at financer.com. Yeah, that's it. No worries. Right. Ciao. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, gotcha. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Quiggles. Cheers, Will. Yeah, see you guys. Bye.